Welcome to another episode of Ed Talk. Today I'm going to talk about the power that you have to heal. You have the power to heal. Don't let anybody tell you that, yo, you can't heal yourself. Don't let anybody tell you that you need a healer. You are the healer and you are powered by God. You're empowered by God. So the Holy Spirit that worketh within you, which is within you, has that ability to heal you. And not just the Holy Spirit. A lot of times we make that too mystical, but your very essence, your being, the spirit of wealth, the spirit of health, the spirit of prosperity is within you. The kingdom of God is within man and have no fear. You have the power to heal. So I'm going to tap in with me as I talk more about that power. Great day, great day. Shout out to everybody watching. Shout out to everybody cutting through here and uh, let's get it. So if you don't know what this is about, this is Ed Talks Daily. And the concept is every day we talk about growth. We talk about personal development. Talk about mindfulness. And today I want to talk to you about specifically your power to heal. Take sip of the infamous vegetable juice. Grab yours today if you're in Miami. So, listen. I think we live in a world where we look outside of us for healing too much. We... We are searching for healers when we're the healers. We should be searching for guides or teachers, not healers, right? So somebody said, you're a healer. Well, you're right. I heal myself. But to you, I'm not a healer. I'm just a teacher. You heal yourself. You're the healer, right? It's the faith, the power that working within him. You are the healer. So you got to think about this. If you can heal yourself, you have to be able to tap in to do that. A lot of people try to heal themselves, but they do more damage than good because they heal themselves out of a place of ignorance. Ignorance is not a bad thing. It just means you don't know yet. It just means you don't know better. So if we try to heal ourselves from an ignorant place, we're not going to be able to do that. So it starts with wisdom. That's why we have teachers. That's why we have the book. That's why we have the word. That's what we have science. That's what we learn about herbs. That's what we learn about our bodies. That's what we have psychotherapy. We learn about our minds. That's what we learn about how to use essential oils, how to relieve, relieve the tension, how to drink certain teas, the herbs that to drink, the lifestyle shifts to make. So healing starts with knowledge. I want you to write this one down. Healing starts with knowledge. If you want to heal yourself, increase your self-knowledge. Okay, let me repeat that. Healing starts with knowledge. If you want to heal yourself, start with self-knowledge. So by that, I mean you got to know what's going on within you. You got to know how yourself work. You got to know what things tell you. So let your body communicate to you. If your body's not communicating to you and you don't know what your body is saying, then it's hard to heal something you don't know that's sick. A lot of time, it's not that we get really chronically sick that we can't fix the reason why people get sick chronic sickness is because they had a symptom that they didn't know what that symptom meant they let this don't let the commercial be the ultimate guide for what you do make sure what you do is the product of your own wisdom 
So sometimes they say, you got a headache? You got, do you have a headache? Can you not sleep at night? Here's the solution. No, you have to learn what that headache means. If you learn that, yo, overthinking can lead to headaches. If you learn that, um, if I'm thinking so much about what they said, what they did, and I keep them in my mind, all that energy unmoved becomes a headache, then guess what would have happened? I would have said, oh, let me stop thinking so much. Let me go breathe. I would be my own healer if I knew what it means. If you know what the pain on your right side, if you know right side is your liver and you've been really angry or you've been, let's say, you've just been uh, not drinking the right stuff. So now your kidneys work hard, your liver is working extra hard, your spleen is working extra hard. Then you could say, let me make a lifestyle shift. Being your own healer is not taking something to solve something. Being on your own healer is doing a lifestyle modification to prevent something. It's doing a lifestyle modification to get something in order. It's doing a lifestyle modification to enhance your vitality, strength, courage, whatever. So a lot of times when we think about healing ourselves, we think about coming from sickness to health. What I teach, what some of the Eastern medicine teach is preventing sickness to begin with. The way you prevent that is by increasing your self-knowledge. If you knew what emotions meant, if you knew what organs are telling you, if you knew what sensations in your body is trying to communicate to you, then guess what would have happened? You would make choices that better serve you. Let's say you wake up and you feel a bit bloated. Rather than take, taking that Pepsi thing, that pep, Pepto, that pink drink, right? Marketing to the max, right? I remember the pink. I remember the pep, right? That's marketing. Unless, instead of taking a solution to a lifestyle, uh, instead of taking a solution, you do a lifestyle modification. Don't take an external solution. Do a lifestyle modification. In the long run, it's going to be much better for you. I want you to tap into this, right? I'm not giving you a bunch of information right now. Right now, I'm not giving you the wisdom that you need to be your own healer. I'm not telling you the herbs you need to go buy. I'm giving you the mindset that's going to transform your life. A lot of times we listen to people. They tell us what to go do, what to go get. We go do it. Yeah, but if you don't change your mindset about it, then guess what? How are you going to be your observer? You're going to be tuned to the healer. I don't want you to be attached to what I have to say. I don't want you to be attached to the tools and practices that will help you um, in regards to what I have to tell you. I want you to be able to listen to your body and communicate with an action back to your body. So instead of reacting and doing something to escape, act to do something to rebalance. Instead of reacting and doing something to escape, act and do something to rebalance yourself. So what I mean about peep when your body is going through whatever cycles they're going through, analyze to see what actions you've been taking. And if those actions are not serving you, do something else that serves you. Like, Somebody's going to say, is it that simple? Yeah, it's, it's really that. You just have to be conscious. To be conscious of self is better than being subconscious. Are you going throughout the entire day being subconscious about your decision or are you just being conscious about yourself? Do you know why you're doing what you're doing? Sometimes you're emotionally eating and you need to work on the emotions. But then you could go to the doctor and say, hey, doctor, I keep eating so much. What's wrong with me? Well, it's not something's wrong with you. It's just that you need to work on those emotions. You need to work on a better tuning to a better solution to dealing with these energies in motion. Right. How can you deal with them a little bit better? 
right? Sometimes it's a conversation that you need to have, right? Sometimes it's something you need to shift. So becoming your own healer is about listening to your body. Becoming your own healer is about tapping in, is acquiring wisdom. Wisdom is the first place you start with. A lot of people, they want solutions. They want to know, what do I need to do? What do I need to have? That's not the case. The case is, what type of person do you need to be? So it's about the holistic decisions that you make, right? We, If we work on willpower, if you work on things, if we work on practices and actions, it's hard. But we, when we work on the mindset, when we work on the paradigm, when we work with consciousness, it's not self-consciousness. Consciousness is, I'm aware of what's happening. Self-consciousness is, I'm aware of what's happening. I aware, I'm aware of that. I, I, I'm not tailoring to what's happening. So I'm going to be guilty. I'm going to think about what, what's happening. And I'm not necessarily going to happen to it. I'm going to let my thoughts happen to me. Self-consciousness is you looking at yourself, picking up the cookie, knowing that you shouldn't because of what you're doing. Or you, you're on your fifth cup of coffee, you're drinking it, you know that you shouldn't, and you're shitting all over yourself. And in your mind, you're thinking, man, look at me, I can never do this, I never did that. Or being self-conscious is you started a fast, you didn't quite go through it, you assume you couldn't go through it, so you never did it. And all of a sudden, you're being self-conscious instead of being conscious that, hey, oh, this is a space I can grow at. How can I do it better? So be, being more wise is understanding how emotions work, understanding how your body works. Understanding how things are all working in joint is a holistic viewpoint. So if there's something off with your stomach, it's not the stomach that needs to be fixed. It's way deeper than that. So tap in, right? Tap into yourself. So how can you acquire wisdom? Well, one of the major ways to acquire wisdom is don't learn to just know. Learn to apply. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. The more you apply, the more you start to tap into deeper wisdom. Here's what I mean. Sometimes you can understand something from a mental perspective. Like, yo, I kind of get this because I read it. I understand it from a mental perspective. It's easy to understand something from a mental perspective. But if you don't apply it from a physical perspective, then it doesn't stick. It's easy to conceptualize the idea of fasting. Yo, I understand how fasting works. You've dwelled in the knowledge. You've listened to all these people. You've talked about the herbs. But until you actually do it and experience it, then you're not going to become as wise. Wisdom comes with applying it. It's easy to read about meditating, read about getting in peace. What's going on, Jazzy? I'm trying to get my dream vacant with Jazzy. So it's easier to do that. What's up, Daphne? Shout out to Daphne. Shout out to you, King. Best made organic. Shout out to everybody watching. So as you think about it, it's not necessarily what you know. Because guess what? You could go to the, to the Internet right now and find all the information in the world. Information without application is just words. Right? The word must be applied in your life. It must be shown into your life. That's how come you get the result and that's what keeps growing. So becoming your healer is not about acquiring information. It's about getting information, which means I-N-F-O-I-N by itself and information. You create yourself. You create the habits. You create the routines. 
So by doing that, that's going to enhance you so much. You want to actually get involved in this. You have the power to heal, but you have to tap into that power by applying that power. So listen, there are a lot of, let's say, superhero movies. I don't know if y'all tapped into some of those. We all watched some sort of superhero movies. They had the power, but they didn't use it, right? And then there was determining, am I going to use this power for good or this power for bad? Listen, 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 listen. We all have the power to heal, but sometimes we're focused on healing other people. I've been with, I've been with a lot, I've heard a lot of women say, I'm going to try to heal them. Right, I'm going to bring him to my life. I'm going to heal him. Ma'am, 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 sit down. Don't try to listen. Listen, I just told you I'm not your healer. I'm nobody's healer. You got to be your own healer. Stop going into relationships trying to heal the other person. That's the ultimate success failure. That's ultimate failure formula. Here's what I mean. You're never going to heal them. But if you heal yourself, if you radiate a certain amount of energy, you can help them with the healing process. Let's say somebody comes with anger. You always respond with compassion and love. Don't you think that this person will start to change in a way like, whoa, how does this person do it? So a lot of times we try to heal people, but we're, that's not our jobs. That's the Holy Spirit's jobs. That's God's jobs. Believe it or not, no matter what you can share, you teach, you guide, but you don't heal. I am not your healer, right? I am not your healer. Jesus is your healer, right? Some of you say, I don't believe in Jesus. Well, well, okay, that's what it is. Jesus is my healer, right? I am not your healer. God is your healer. I am not your healer. You are your healer because that spirit is within you. So a lot of times we depend on the church to heal ourselves, or we depend on not just the church, on a spiritual person, the pastor, or the praise worship leader, or the wife of the pastor, or the holistic doctor. But guess what? You're going to have to do the healing. Now, am I saying that you don't take the teachings? No. I said become wise. One of the major ways to become wise is to not only get information, but it's to get the structure, to get the of somebody who can actually guide you, a guide. I am just a guide. And I'm divinely guided and being used by God. Every single day you can see how I'm blossoming. One of the major things I had issues with is mentioning the name of Jesus. Because I was afraid I would scare people away. But I have to say, I love people, right? I don't only want the best for them. If I knew of a way that you can heal yourself divinely, Without depending on nobody, without having to sell your soul, or without having to be a disciple of a human being. If I knew a way for you to heal yourself by going straight to the source, by tapping into divine power that was the beginning and the end, that was at the forefront of the world and will last until the end. If I knew of an unlimited source you could connect to, and I didn't share that with you, how selfish, how selfish would I be? I would be very selfish. And I realized I've been very selfish and not telling you about Christ, not telling you about the ability to connect to God. When you make yourself pure, when you tap in, healing starts with righteousness. And it begins with getting in touch with yourself, tapping into the power, aligning yourself, making yourself whole. 
that allows you to tap into God, then the spirit comes within you and you heal. You can get healed. Now, the thing is, faith without works is done. When the spirit comes within you, what happens is you start getting feelings. You start getting ideas of what you should do. You start getting intuitive hunches. You're being led. So sometimes you get led to a video. You get led to a person. You get led to a book. You get led to an action. Right? This is your intuition. A lot of people don't give credit to God for their intuition. I give credit to the Most High. I give credit to God. I give credit to Jesus Christ unapologetically. Right? And every time I say Jesus, somebody runs away. I love you. And Jesus loves you. And we're living in the end of times. And we can't keep the word back. So when we tap in, we make ourselves pure. When we sit in silence, we meditate, we massage, we breathe, we relax ourselves. We drink our juices. We cleanse our bodies. We sing songs of praise. What we're doing is we're literally causing that healing to happen within our bodies. So when we depend solely on what we do, the actions, we are just using basic tools. When we depend on solely the actions, which means what we do, when we depend on the breathing, when we depend on a crystal or a tea, when we solely depend on the action, we are limiting our power. When we connect to the source, when we connect to the abundant source of God, we gain way more power because we're adding the works with the faith, the faith in the works mixed together, and it brings and it blossoms into something big. So we have a lot of people in different faiths. So the Hindus talk about Hinduism. The Indians talk about Hinduism. The, and the Buddhists talk about Buddhism, right? The Chinese talk about the Tao, right? The Muslims talk about Allah, and they talk about this. I'm a Christian. I talk about Jesus. So just like I mentioned you breathe and you drink your vegetable juice, I have to mention to you that you pray tapping to the divine source, and that's Jesus Christ, right? The reason for that is, why am I unapologetic? Why am I mentioning Jesus in my live videos now in addition to healing? Because I realize, how do I give the world half of the puzzle, which is the actions, which is the juicing, which is the wisdom, and then get, don't give them the other half, which is the word, which is the Bible, which is Christ, which is praise, which is, which is these other things, which is singing hymns in your heart, listening to a psalm, reading the word. Tap into that as well, y'all. And listen, a lot of us, we've left the church because we felt judged by the church. We left the church because we felt judged by the church. You got to realize that you also, the temple is within you. You make yourself pure and whole. So I'm talking about healing and I'm talking about God. I'm talking about healing and I'm talking about Jesus because both of them work in and the same. As you purify your temple, you tap into the higher power more. As you heal your temple, you get you get led more. Your intuition get a little bit stronger. You get in, you get little feelings of what you should do. As you do less damage, which we call sin, sin is not something you do against God. It's something you do against yourself. So that's why we feel like the judge is judging. The church judges us. But guess what? We have an internal judge. This is called what is it called? Guilt. But the internal judge doesn't have to lead to shame if you act. Guilt is just an internal judge to say, hey, do better. But when you condemn yourself and because you said, oh, I can't do better, this is shame. I hope not to get you in shame. 
how to get you encouraged. Because here's the thing. The sins of which I speak about is solely against yourself. Let's take, let's take this. If you eat too much gluttony, you are affecting your digestive system. And the creator in his infinite wisdom had decided that, let me say to my people, to not overindulge in foods. Why? Because if they do, they're going to be sluggish. They're not going to be in touch with God. So there's a fast. Let me tell my people, they ought to fast because if you cleanse your body, you're going to be more in spirit. You're going to be more inspired. You're going to be more energized. And now you can create way more in the world. Let me tell my people to not spread their sexual energies all over the place because if you do so, you're going to be tying your spirit. You're going to be draining your soul to other people's sexual energies. You're going to be causing trauma to the body and mind. Let me tell my people to not cheat on their husbands and their wives because if you do, it's going to cause dysfunction in your life, right? It's going to cause chaos. Some people end up dying because of it. The word talks all about that. So what, what's happening is there's a disconnection between what the word is really saying and what we're perceiving it. We have people using this as a tool of judgment. They're playing God. Right. Don't let a church, don't let a pastor, don't let another Christian being who's imperfect like you play the church for you. Let the word be a mirror in which you look to take the peck out of your eye, to clean your soul, to cleanse your mind. Healing starts with the cleaning of the spirit of the body and the mind. So when we do these little shifts, when we make decisions to not act certain way, when we say we're not going to speak certain things into our lives. When we say we're not indulging in certain things, like the Bible says, enjoy the wine, but don't get overly drunk. The Bible is a healing tool, but people look at it like it's a limitation. No, it's empowering you. And I need to talk about it. I need to bring the body. I need to do it in the spirit of boldness. As you go out in the world and you talk about healing, look at it from a spiritual place. The Hindus talk about their Hindus God. The Buddhists talk about their Buddhist principles. The everybody else can bring it in and talk about it. And then and you have people also talking about the Egyptian gods and how these are the real gods. How come the Christians are not out here spreading the name of Jesus as well as talking about healing, as well as talking about the body, and even even tapping into some of these other movements? I teach Qigong. Like, think about it. A lot of people are running away from Eastern philosophy. But here's what I say. I say this thing. Do you think that God created us with an internal power which we can cultivate with our breath and with movement so we can elevate our spirit? Do you think he only meant to give that to all the... Uh, he only meant to give that to people, to everybody else and not those who served them? No. God wants you to be healthy. God wants you to be vital. God wants you to move and breathe. God says meditate on my word. Meditating on my word. Meditate on the wisdom. The word is wisdom. The word is life. Meditate on your life. Begin to heal. Begin to get in touch with the divine. And this is my message, y'all. And I'm unapologetic about it. The, word, the Lord has called me to be bold in these times of darkness. The Lord has called me to speak in his name in these times of darkness. And the Lord is telling me to tell you that if you've been a running away, a lot of people say this. I was brought up Christian. What happened? What, what happened that you stopped believing in Christ? Who convinced you that Jesus is not real? 
I want you to read the word, y'all. Everything that the word has spoken about is becoming true. Are you letting other people's ideas, people will explain stuff to you so, so logically that it's not coming from a spiritual place. People will explain things as if they're facts, right? Because they, to go against somebody else's saying. People are actually saying, this is our culture. We lost our culture. This is our original um, form of um, this was our thing or that this is the white man's religion. People are saying Christianity is the white man's religion. And this is so wrong. How is this the white man's religion? Do you know that any man can take the word of God and flip it to make it seem like it's something that it's not? Any man can manipulate wisdom and knowledge. But wisdom and knowledge cannot be manipulated in the hearts of the men who receive it. So if somebody says you ought to be a slave to me and takes a word and says it to you intellectually, your spirit won't feel that. So we can't say Christianity is the white man's religion. That's not true. I'm sure a white man came and took a verse out of it and took it out of his proportion and tried to enslave the people and discarded the others. And then guess what some people did? Guess what? Spirituality is not just getting in touch with the divine God, the God, that the three-in-one, the Christ. Spirituality is tapping into different spiritual forces. So just because you met a spiritual person doesn't mean that they're spiritually tapping into God. You got to understand this. And the Lord has been telling me that there are forces going out here for people's soul. The devil is not going to look like the devil. The devil is going to be appeared as angels. The healers need Jesus and the church needs healing. And guess what? You are the church. So you are the healer. So you need healing and you need Jesus. The combination of both. It's a combination of both, y'all. And when we can understand that. And somebody said, well, I don't believe in Jesus. I don't believe in what you believe in. Well, that's fine. You, do you believe in what the Hindus believe in? But you listen to them. Do you believe in what the Buddhists believe? But you listen to them. Do you listen to believe what the Islams believe? But you can listen to them. How come when a Christian talks about Jesus, you can't listen to them? Why? That's because you're not going against Jesus or God or Christianity. You're going against an experience you had as a child. You're going against a system. You're going against the systems of man, somebody who judge you, a place you felt like you couldn't be yourself, a place that you listen. That is not the church that the God talks about the most. The temple that God talks about the most is you is how sound do you make yourself? And guess what? When one when we come together and our minds come together in the name of the Lord, when we come together in a spirit of healing in a spirit of love. People think about the name of the Lord is we got to sit, open our Bibles and start praying. No, when we come together in harmony, when we say, I love you, let's come together in peace. Let's come together with gratitude. Let's come together with joy and let's cultivate our being. We are actually bringing our temples together and we're having a service, a, a meeting of the minds, a meeting of the temple, uh, a convergence of the temples. And that's what we do. So I just want to share that message with you unapologetically and boldly in the name of Jesus. 
I know the power to heal is within you. The power to heal is within you and you have to tap into it. And sometimes when we feel weak, when we feel like we need a little bit more guidance and we feel like we don't know where to go to, call on God. Right? Don't always call your best friend first. Tap in. Say a prayer, y'all. The Lord is opening up his doors for you. God is opening up his doors. God is calling you. And he's recruiting people all around the world to share the gospel. And we're in the point right now, if you're a Christian, you have a gift of speaking, a gift of writing, a gift of communicating. If you're an influencer, whatever you do, put the name of God in it. Put the name of Jesus in it. Be unapologetic about it. This is what I'm doing. This is how I'm growing. And I'm going to keep doing this. Now, I do understand that a lot of people who are going to need to hear this message might close their ears to it now. Right. They might feel indifferent about it. A lot of people in the spiritual community will probably say, man, this guy ain't woke because he's talking about Jesus. They're going to say, well, it's white. Jesus is the white man. Jesus. Jesus never exists. Expect that as soon as you bring out your faith, everybody is going to bash your faith. And then they're going to spread their faith and then they're going to say, well, that's why I hate about Christians. They always bash every other faith. Well, no, I'm not bashing what you say. I'm just saying that you can tap in and you can be healed and transformed. You could be renewed by the blood of Jesus and his arms are open for you every single day. And it's with a prayer. Have you ever gotten a moment where you, has, you said enough is enough and you went in your heart and you said, God, if you're real, Please come into my life. And you felt goosebumps in your body. You felt like a healing. You felt a spirit in you that you didn't feel before. I felt like that before. I feel like that a lot. But when you got to tap into it. Listen. Stop letting other people's skepticism become your belief. Stop letting other people's doubts become your faith. Tap into the truth, y'all. And you know it. When you read the truth, you know it. Just read the word and you're going to tap into it. I want to tell you this. I love you. I'm here for you. God has been calling me to do this. So when you tap into me here with an intensive here, not from the words I have to say, but what I'm led to say. I promise you, I didn't mean to have a sermon today. (laughs) I was going to talk about just healing. I was going to talk about drinking and moving. But the Lord says, man, you can't talk about healing and not talk about Jesus. I've been doing it all wrong. I've been thinking about what they think and what they're going to judge me. But I haven't been thinking about the judgment of God that's coming for the world. And by that, I mean, it's not that we're waiting so much to go to heaven. It's that we're healing to create heaven within us so we can prepare ourselves. So when we live forever, you can have eternal life. So that when we enduring that, we can already be those divine beings having that eternal life. We're divine beings having a human experience. So why don't we live in our divine power as we human so that when we become that light being so we could divinely be living? When I was a kid, I used to dread heaven. I was like, how am I going to sit in heaven and praise? I was like, that's going to be boring. I need to watch TV and play sports and go to a party. I thought heaven was going to be boring because I didn't know how silence and praise and how joy and love and how gratitude I really, really, when I thought about heaven, I said, heaven must be the boringest place ever. This was when I was nine years old or 10 or 12. I'm like, heaven must be boring. I mean, praise God and be in, and just be in gratitude, have no pain and just have no work to do. I'd be bored. Then when I started to meditate 
and breathe and pray and do the same in praise. I was like, yo, I'm experiencing heaven within me because time was non-existent. What I had to do wasn't didn't matter. The pains in my body, what happened yesterday, tomorrow. I was like, yo, I am experiencing heaven. I'm blissed out. It's as if I became one with the world. I'm in with the cosmos. It's like my spirit has became one with God's spirit. And I'm like, yo, I'm experiencing bliss. So I was like, oh, if when I'm meditating, when I'm praising and doing affirmation, and I'm singing a song and praise and listening to the word, if that's what praising God is like, take me to heaven. But guess what? A lot of people say, well, a lot of people talk about how Christians always talk about heaven and how they're going to go to heaven and how that's a problem, right? They say that it's a big issue, um, and I realize that that's not an issue. It's just that the issue is we as Christians traditionally, are not learning to create the heaven within us. We're waiting for that heaven. Healing yourself is about creating heaven within you every single day. Healing yourself is aligning your mind. It's staying away from the sins that rob you of heaven. Your sins create heaven or hell within you. We have to get this divine information, put it in a practical sense, because the blueprint for you is in the Bible. But people are now calling the word a book of spells. People are call, people are blaspheming against the word. And I stand true to the word. The word of God is the truth. And it will free your life from the shackles of the world. But you got to tap in. Listen, if you're a believer, this message is not for you. The message for you is cultivate heaven within you. I know you're reading your word. But if you're a non-believer and you're like, what is this guy talking about? When did this guy become spiritual? I've been spiritual always. But I wasn't living in my spiritual power. I was worrying about what they think. But I'm saying, once you tap into the word of God, your spirit is going to know it's true. Guess what? I am spreading the word of God to you. Because this is my mission. I am guided by God. He has, he has chosen me to come and speak to the people. Both about healing and about wellness. I'll, I'll tell you one story before I go. Listen. I was at church on Easter Sunday, and we were doing the um, last setting, which we call it, which we were breaking bread and drinking wine to in remembrance of Christ. And I realized I have never broken bread or drinking wine in remembrance of Christ because I never got the chance to go through a class in the church to get baptized. I never got a chance to get underneath the water by the pastor. They had a course you have to go through to get baptized. It's kind of like knowing about how to be a member of the church. And I was like, I believed in Christ. I said the prayer. And this is how you started off. You, If you want to tap in and give your life to Christ, it starts with just believing. You say, you close your eyes, you bow your heads, and you say, Father God, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I believe that your son came to the earth and died for us. And through his blood, he has forgiven all our sins. And by that forgiveness, I have granted, you have granted us eternal life. Thank you for that eternal life. And I thank you, and I believe, and I accept you as my Savior. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. I did that prayer when I was a kid. And after doing that, you have already been baptized by the Spirit. You have already been blessed. As soon as you say you believe, as soon as you believe in the Word, as soon as you start to get in the Word, and you start, you're already saved. So I was at the church and I was like, listen, I don't need to be baptized. 
So I just said, boom. I took that. I drank it. And I realized that this is the word we need. We need to let go of the customs. We need to allow people to be free. You don't have to wear that to go to church. You don't have to wear a certain clothes to go to church. You, like, you could create the church within yourself. You could create the temple within you. You could praise the Lord every day. Right? And church doesn't have to be traditional anymore. Churches are going to fall. But you, as a temple, you must stand strong. So I'm just letting you know. I had to define the odds. So I got up. I took that bread. I wasn't baptized by water, but I was baptized by spirit. And through this internet world, I think that people need saving now more than ever to get in touch to God. And this is my message. And there is, um, if you really want to heal, if you really want to experience the godly power within, tap into Christ and the Holy Spirit. This is my message. The power that worketh within you is the Holy Spirit. Same power helps you heal. And you can tap into that. This is my message. And I'm sticking to it, y'all. I want to thank you for, for tapping into this message. For being unjudgmental about what I had to say. For being open and receiving to what I've shared in relation to how you can heal yourself. Remember, you're divinely guided by God if you let him guide your life. You can transform everything for you. Listen, you don't have to depend on your power solely to heal. Yes, drink your vegetable juice. Yes, go move, meditate. Yes, wash your feelings. Yes, breathe them out. Listen, there's a lot of fear. I heard 20 bullet shots last night. Guess what, I woke up, I had to say, I, I do not live in a spirit of fear, I live in a spirit of courage. Like, anger, fear, grief, all affecting your heart and the lungs. I do not live in a spirit of fear. I live in a spirit of joy. You gotta be like that. You gotta wake up and prime yourself to this. Brother, get this juice. You know, I got you. Every single day, creating you a new experience in the name of the Lord. That's my message, and I'm sticking to it. Stay blessed, stay in your power, keep sharing the light. Remember the Lord, the world needs your light right now. We're living in a time where if you have a gift, if you have a talent, if you have a dream, serve. Serve the world, mix it. There needs to be a convergence. That's my message, and I'm sticking to it. The traditional ways of saving souls will not work in the battle we're coming forth towards. So what we used to think is discipleship is gonna be different. Somebody told me, let me leave you this. My auntie told me this. My auntie said, Christians try to pray for people too fast, they can't eat. Why don't you first give them bread of the physical body before you give them bread of the spirit? I thought that was deep. She said, somebody comes with you with a problem, help them solve the problem before you throw Jesus down their throats. So I hope not to throw Jesus down your throat. I want to help you solve your problem. So whichever way I can serve you, whether it's with a juice, whether it's with a detox, whether it's with some movement, whether it's with the tribe, a community of support, whether it's with coaching, I'm here for you. And guess what? If you want to tap in to that higher power, just know if you want to tap into what keeps me growing, the source that I'm fueled by, if you're like, yo, listen, here's what, here's, let me give this final tip. Somebody would go to some, somebody could come to me, Ed, teach me how you speak so well and eloquently. 
Uh, how do you come up with these things? I can teach you all the principles. I can teach you, oh, what books I read. I can teach you how I changed my mindset, the information, blah, 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 blah. But I can't give you the Holy Spirit. So somebody says, where it come from? It comes from the Spirit, y'all. comes from God. And I am blessed that he's using me. Stay blessed. Stay in your power. I love you with all my heart. Believe it. Because that's the same love that God has for me, I have for you. Stay blessed. Stay in your power. Keep growing. And I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.